0: Hello and welcome to the new season of Your Voice Matters podcast. The topic of this fifth season is voice your value. If you want a leader, a business owner, an expert or an entrepreneur, this season is for you. We are going to cover the importance of voicing your value in different contexts, such as in-person events, online meetings, presentations, social media, job interviews, Networking and even negotiations. I'm going to interview different entrepreneurs, experts, and coaches to give you new perspectives and insights on how to communicate with more clarity, confidence, credibility, both in your professional and personal life. I hope you enjoy the podcast and stay tuned for new ways to truly voice your value. Welcome to this episode. My special guest today is Vanda Fernandes. She has over 20 years of experience in HR area. She has a degree in organizational psychology and additional post-graduation in HR and management. She worked in international companies and environments, created three HR departments from scratch, analyzed to this date more than 100,000 CVs, did more than 15,000 interviews and managed 3,000 hiring. Well, that's a lot. She's currently helping people develop their careers and help them find a place where they feel happy, satisfied, recognized, and evolving as professional and human being. Welcome, Vanda.
1: Thank you, Inés. Thank you for the invitation. And it's a pleasure to be here today with you.
0: Well, before going in-depth in, um, on the topic of voicing your value in job interviews, I know that you have a daughter yes. with my name. <laughs> exactly, it's true. <laughs> and also we share a passion for traveling, is that correct?
1: Yes, yes. Uh, I think when uh, we talk about our travels, um, we are like uh, hours and hours exchanging experiences. And I had already the privilege to um, travel for several countries and uh, know different cultures, which is very enriching. Mm-hmm.
0: Great. Like we, we, we really share this passion. And I always remember you talking about uh, your trip to Peru. And yeah. I always kept that in mind that, okay, when I go there, I will follow your, your tips.
1: Yes. Um, yes so good.
0: I'm... I I know, I already know a little bit about your work, I've been, we've been probably, we know each other for around eight years, I guess, maybe. Um, but for those who don't know, what exactly does an HR
1: specialist, specialist do? Mm-hmm. Well, an HR specialist covers all the different HR topics balancing and managing the needs of three or four different populations. And now you may ask, who are these different populations? I would say employees, managers, the board of the company and unions, in case they exist. Well, the HR specialist can work only in one of the specific HR areas, such as the administrative one, the payroll, the recruitment, talent acquisition, training, learning and development, working with career paths, career models, or mm-hmm. with compensation and benefits. For instance, what are the salary policies of the company? What are the different components of the salary package? Mm-hmm. So um, the HR specialist can be uh, specific on one area, or a generalist covers the all different process. I've mm-hmm. always worked as a generalist. So you have experience with all of it, with the full package, <laughs> from A to Z, exactly. <laughs> um,
0: and well, we are living in an era where uh, definitely the the landscape of employee employment uh, has been changing. With um, with COVID was uh, I would say was uh, a moment in time where many things changed. And so many people now are moving jobs or aspiring to be in a different position, maybe in a more flexible um, uh, role. So in this case, uh, what do you think that, what does a company, now that so many people are keen to, to move and to, to change, it, let's now see the side of a company. What's, mm-hmm. What does a company look uh, for in an interview?
1: Well, that's a very interesting question, Inish. Uh thanks for bringing it. In fact, it depends on a lot of criteria, namely the following ones. What is the phase of the company? Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example. If the company is on the setting up phase, we will probably look to hire people more senior with autonomy and a driver profile,
0: mm-hmm.
1: or imagine if we are in a fast paced environment growing very quickly we will probably look to people with a quick rhythm young people seeing with a outside of the box approach so like
0: a startup like uh, when you say fast paced environments like a startup
1: uh, a
0: tech company As- for example mm.
1: Exactly. Or a company that is already structured, but that is in a phase that is growing very, very fast. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or, for instance, let's imagine a situation where a company is uh, going through a merger on an acquisition. So in this case, we will look to people with different skills, for instance, high communication skills and conflict management one. So, in fact, a company looks for different things depending on the face, also on the level of the position that we are looking for. So, we mm-hmm. will look for candidates that are more, for instance, strategic or detailed. We mm-hmm. will look to positions more junior or more senior. And it also depends if the company is a multinational one or just works on a national uh, market, Mm -hmm. but if we look to a certain number of recruitment ads, ads that you can for instance find on LinkedIn or Glassdoor, I think we can come up with some conclusions. For instance, independently of the area, let us say if it's sales, marketing, production or finance, independently of the country or the geographical area, there is a set of common skills, which are the following. We Mm -hmm. always look for candidates who can show autonomy, independence, ability to bring solutions and results, ability to prioritize, to organize and to plan, and of course, high communication skills, ability to connect, to be vulnerable, to be human, you know. Mm-hmm. That's
0: interesting because there's a pattern. So uh, in independently of the areas, there's this that you brought, uh, autonomy, independence, uh, bringing solutions, uh, um, organizing, prioritizing and communication skills. Uh, so when we, for example, answer those kind of questions, so what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? Shall we think about? Okay, let's saw in this angle of approach. How how can these qualities that I'm going to talk about represent in one way one way or the other these skills that are commonly uh, searched for?
1: Yes, this is very important because what um we recommend is that when you are preparing your speech for an interview please take into consideration this common set of skills that the general uh, recruitment ads are looking for so you can think of examples concrete examples of your past professional life where Mm -hmm. you can give uh, examples of concrete experiences that you have done to support your answer. And one question is, is it better to list all
0: projects and experience that we have, or is better to choose like three, two, three main projects that can represent as almost as as like telling a story, all that represents, you know, the ability to negotiate or to deal with people or to communicate, what is your, your suggestion?
1: Uh I think it depends if it's a very junior profile with no experience or if it's a person with experience, considering if it's a person with already a couple of years of experience, I would uh, recommend the person to choose two or three uh, projects that can uh, uh, represent better the type of projects and the type of environment that the company that is recruiting um, will have. So mm-hmm. it is not the two or three pro- projects that have been more important for the person, mm-hmm. but the ones that we feel because of the research that we have previously done, the mm-hmm. ones that will better exemplify the uh, real environment that the person will mm-hmm. find.
0: So we which we must choose strategically in our experience the main projects that will uh, allow the you know, the company to see that we are a good fit for the role that we are applying, not telling everything,
1: the whole story, right? Exactly, for the role and for the cultural fit, you know, because Mm -hmm. many, many times candidates are not chosen, not because of the uh, technical skills, but because Mm -hmm. of the cultural fit.
0: Mm. Tell me more about that. What is how, How does a person understand a cultural, if it's a good fit or not in terms of?
1: Well, or the it, culture of
0: the company.
1: It depends on the research that you do, because nowadays we have a lot of different sources. You can check the website, and generally the the website or the social network, uh, channels of the company. They have videos, institutional mm-hmm. videos. It's true. But you can see how, what is the environment? You can see what are the news that ca- are coming up on the press about the company. Mm-hmm. You can check the LinkedIn profiles of the more senior po- people on the company. And mm-hmm. combining all these uh, analyses, mm-hmm. you can identify like patterns of mm-hmm. cultural.
0: Let me ask you a question. I think many people might have this question. Actually, I had a client with exactly the same question. So, and I, I, I was, I was uh, I, I will I will ask, but uh, I have an opinion. So, if you know already the person that is going to interview you, uh, so, or if there's a panel, like imagine three, four people that you know that will be in the room, is it correct to search for their LinkedIn profiles, for example? Or what does that show? Is it cool? Is it fine? Um, nice?
1: I I I'm not sure if I well understood the question. So let me rephrase it, please. Mm-hmm. So Imagining that I'm going to be interviewed with a panel of recruiters, and you already know of, uh, different the people. One mm-hmm. of them, because or, I worked or, with him. Or no, no, because, like because
0: no, because you already know like the names of the person for some reason in the invite, or they know. Oh, you will meet with. The, already with the response of the director of this and that, so you know the the name of the person. Um, mm-hmm. Is it okay to go to, you know, to, to have a, uh,
1: you know, have a look in their LinkedIn profile? I would say it's not only okay, but it, it is like mandatory for you to do that because you will know we can uh, analyze the type of posts, the type of comments that the person does mm-hmm. and, by doing it, we, we can probably identify one thing that we. I, I'm pretty sure you speak also on your coaching vocal coaching sessions, which is the disc profile of the person. Mm-hmm. So if we can pick up the profile of the interviewer, we can uh, score a lot in terms of final results because mm-hmm. we will probably be able. To speak the same language and to use like words that will be music for the recruiter for their ears, exactly. Okay, so I'm so it's really important I, to it's... check the LinkedIn. Mm-hmm.
0: Not knowing your expert uh, opinion, I would more inclined. I was more inclined to yeah. I mean that's why LinkedIn exists. You no, know? you can go and and and, and search search. Uh, also, it can show that the person is interested and to know more about the company and. the know who is you know representing the company and so on. So go check the LinkedIn of your your recruiter.
1: <laughs> um, yes, so yes, what
0: yes, is yes. let's now see the other side. You know the side of the employee or the candidate. Um, so what is expected from from the candidate? It's a lot of pressure. You see all the list of you know the skills and the, you know the requirements for the the position. What is really expected to for us to bring?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, this, I believe in your mind, I mean, you are probably wondering what should a candidate do to be the chosen one? Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> this is, in fact, the $1 million question. So, And to be honest with all of you, in fact, I receive a lot of that question. Uh, so let me give you a quick few tips. For the ones that are listening us, so here are, are the main steps a candidate should follow. So first so of all, as we spoke- take
0: notes, take notes uh, if you yes, don't have uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> or, or listen twice. <laughs> Let's go first. What you should
1: okay, do? Okay. So as we have spoken before, research the company. Do the uh, all research you can do. You can check the website. Check previous press releases and news on the media, check the LinkedIn profiles, check the trends of the sector in order to understand what are the main trends and the near future challenges the company and the sector will probably have. Have in top of your mind the recruitment ads and be able to explain why that particular recruitment had uh, caught your orientation and why your motivation and your future career goals match mm-hmm. specifically this recruitment head. Um, another thing that many, many candidates, uh, unfortunately, and despite all the information that exists on the internet, continue to fail is have your own personal knowledge about yourself, about your strengths, about, and also the points A- that... Having you or lacking that knowledge? What do you say? Uh, um, uh, well, many candidates fail because they lack that knowledge. Yeah, okay. I understand. Because mm-hmm. they don't demonstrate in the interview to be able to... Um, identify and share normally what are their strengths and what are the points that they should improve because i mean everyone each one of us we have the points that we should or can mm-hmm. consolidate so when mm-hmm. we ask this uh on the interview in fact we are not worried with the points that need to be improved what we want to see is if its the person that professional has the maturity and the confidence to share them on an interview
0: mm-hmm. and i think uh, let me stop here because i i mean many people must be thinking that i really hate that question well, what are your strengths what are your weak points because it's like you almost feel that you have to come up with something that, well, we don't like to talk about ourselves. This is also why this season is uh, Voice Your Value, but why we struggle so much to talk about our uh, strong points and also be able to convey the weak, weaker points, but also in a strategic way that does does not undermine your, you know, your ability to be in that role or doesn't just say something which is a cliche. So what is the best balance to choose, you no. Know, of course, we can have many qualities and many, you know, improvement points, or I I, I like the way you, you put, like, we can consolidate some points, uh, but <laughs> how can we choose, like, the best three, for example? So, mm-hmm. what are the criteria? Because I think, I think this is critical.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. So, it's basically taking into account the two previous uh, steps that I've mentioned before. It's not by chance that i've put this one in third place so you need to look to the company understand what type of company is recruiting you need to look to the recruitment ad so what is the company looking for and then you do your self-assessment you list Ten, imagine ten positive aspects, and five or six or eight aspects. That oh my god, how am I going to do the to say this, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you do the match between what the company is search, what the the the, the recruitment ad is looking for, and what do you have. So mm-hmm. combining all of these three, mm-hmm. you can reach the top three of uh, strengths and also. The three characteristics that you can say, that you can or should improve, but mm-hmm. they are linked to the position, to the position, to the job, yeah. mm-hmm. to the role, to the company. You know, mm-hmm. and and try to be specific. Meaning, yeah. there are some people that say, "Oh, I'm stubborn," you know, and I I'm used, or to or I'm a perfectionist, which is also exactly, a, exactly. another
0: stereotype.
1: <laughs> exactly. Very good example, that that one. So and I always say when I'm interviewing that, oh please don't say that you are stubborn or perfectionist, because that's that's the ones that are socially accepted, let us say.
0: Yeah, but they lose a little bit uh like they are so vague. Um exactly. Let, let me bring you an, an example because it might be useful for some people. Um I recently um I was preparing actually with a client working because she's going to have a high level interview and we were like practicing the speech that's like you know anticipating some questions. What was what was really interesting like, okay, please let me know what are you going to answer like in you know the weak points. And I understood like she was saying, oh, so the role was to negotiate big contracts like to communicate very well between parties and make common common agreements and so it's very specific for negotiation and contracts Mm -hmm. and so she was she was about to say that oh I'm going to say that sometimes I doubt myself a lot like I, I can have second thoughts and I'm not sure um but what she really wanted to say and it was what we worked on is like what you want to say is that you uh you know, always analyze pros and cons before making the best decision for everyone. So you question if your your um, solution is the best for everyone involved. Is that what you want to say? <laughs> so it's completely different to say, I self-doubt, I, I doubt of myself, or I take time to analyze all the things and I try to make the best solution. But sometimes I'm not, I don't take the decision right away. I need to think, which means that I might be, you know, uh, taking this taking some time to take important decisions but i would you know this is almost a weak point that you turn into a positive point because the way you put it
1: exactly exactly that's a very good example and a very good answer um of course we don't we we are not supposed to be afraid to show our uh, weakness points it's about the story that you tell it's mm-hmm. not it's the point itself, but it's the story, the example, how you present it. It's, so your example is really perfect here. It's matching <laughs> what we, we are saying.
0: Is there anything else that we should have considering when going to an interview to voice our value?
1: I think uh, we should also show availability and clarity to discuss financial package and figures because there are some candidates that mm. uh, they, they say, oh, I, I prefer not to, to discuss that. I'm open and available to discuss. And people might consider that this is a good answer, but uh, I mean, there is a certain moment in time in the recruitment process that you need to come up with figures and talk about financials. So mm-hmm. it's important for you to show that availability. Mm-hmm. Um it's also important for that, that, you... that,
0: that, that's such an important point that just let me explore a little uh-huh. bit that. Of because course. in one hand I understand that you want to be humble and not put, you know, your expectations in the way of getting the the position. on the other hand, not not being able to, you know, Um, clarify expectations at least in a like in a range you know so this is a very sensitive topic how do you prepare for that part of the salary because I mean this is almost a deal breaker sometimes when you Uh or many people go through like several interviews and at you know the fifth interview they finally discover the package the salary package and they just don't agree at all uh, mm-hmm. because they feel it's unfair, but they should probably discover that before going through all these phases, right? So what is it in the first interview that you should discuss salary? Do, do you wait for a second one? So let's just explore this a little bit more
1: mm-hmm. because
0: it's when our voice shakes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's true. It's very important. Well, I would say that uh, prior to go to the interview, when you are in your research phase, you can go to Glassdoor and um,
0: try Which is to find, website.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Try to find what are the on Glassdoor uh, there are the comments from employees or previous candidates that have been interviewed by that company. And generally the salary topics are one of the most referred ones. So you can check what are generally the salary ranges of the company that is going to interview you if the company is on the glass door and have those uh, comments? This is mm-hmm. one, one way to, um, to have an idea on the figures of that company. The other one is that on a yearly basis, all the recruitment and executive search companies, they provide, uh, on a free uh, mode. They published generally once a year the, ben- the benchmarks for each position and for each level. Mm-hmm. Which and, companies would you reco- recommend well, recommend I mean, from? multinational ones like Michael Page, like Ace, like um, all of all the, the recruitment companies that are in different mm-hmm. countries. they have consolidated reports based on the interviews that they do during the year. And mm-hmm. they provide that, because um, looking to those reports, you can uh, know, for instance, what is the average or what is the, the number on the salary that the, the companies that pay the lowest or the highest will pay for a similar position in a similar... Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Uh, and so you, compare, you compare those benchmarks. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. So this is before the interview. Mm-hmm. During the interview, I would say that if the recruiter uh, will not bring that question, but generally recruiters uh, take that uh, do that that question uh, in the in a previous uh, in a first or in the second interview. Mm-hmm. But if it's not done, of course you can ask for uh, I would not ask directly what are the financials involved. But I would ask, what is the scope of the position based on the recruitment head that I've read? I think the responsibilities are these, these, and these, am I correct? So Mm -hmm. you will uh, guide the interviewer, let us say, Mm -hmm. to start talking about the responsibilities and the scope, and then you can ask about the salary Mm -hmm. package.
0: What what is a good question to put the, you know, to bring the topic after using, you know, the scope? And so what is a a, a good question to to
1: ask politely,
0: but uh, to bring the topic?
1: So taking into account the scope and the responsibilities that we have just talked about right now, I can imagine that the salary range or the financials are of this level. And, and, you, and you give, give the range, right? And you give like between, I mean,
0: 60,000 and 100,000, for instance. I mean, for example. Exactly.
1: A wide one, mm-hmm. because your purpose here is just to know if the salary range is matching. Mm-hmm. That's
0: the, here the only is, thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because the details are going to uh, be discussed further. Uh, after and negotiated after after. so it
0: depending on how experienced you are you know what is the uh, you could be more towards you know the 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 lower part of that range or the higher part of the range and then but at least you know which are what are the expectations for both parts and so you align a little bit this from a, a early moment not leave it to the end
1: exactly and it also depends on the rarity of your skills, because hmm. if you have skills that the market needs, and there are just a few number of people
0: mm-hmm. that you, have, you them, can ask
1: for uh, whatever for higher... you want, Exactly for the higher and, part of the role. And the contrary, you know. So if if the the skills that you have are common to the majority of the profiles, probably. You will have less uh, freedom to negotiate on the higher part of the range. Mm-hmm. So there mm-hmm. are some factors that influence the this question. Mm-hmm.
0: So is the is it a red flag when the company avoids talking about the salary? Is it a red flag? Shall we? How how you react to that? Like
1: uh, it might be. Especially if you lose a uh, time in four or five, or five interviews, and then you arrive to the situation you were describing that the package doesn't match at all. So mm-hmm. um, I would always try to uh, at least understand if the range mm-hmm. there is a match uh with the range because mm-hmm. if there is a match with the range, I would say that um negotiation will be easier and the fit also so
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we would
1: be okay on that part
0: mm-hmm. and you 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 mentioned that um you know how experienced you are how rare are your skills how how much the market is demanding for that kind of skills this is where we actually find our value right in terms of numbers so mm-hmm. you go through your professional experience What are you know the things that count in the in the equation? Like how many years of experience you have, uh, diversity of you know roles, uh, responsibilities. If you managed people or not, you know if you were able to you know negotiate or prioritize or lead you know projects, whatever. So it's more, and then you can add if you have all these checks you can make you know be sure that your value is 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 high or is higher than maybe you think like yeah. oh i don't know if i have enough qualifications i don't know if it's um you know i have the skills i have what it takes to and we have these second thoughts and this second uh, this self doubt uh and we should really know our value i mean
1: yeah yeah that's true i think all, all imposter syndrome All the topics that you've mentioned are are correct. I would maybe just add only one, which is the results. Because in an interview, you can speak about your responsibilities and lack your results. So I would say that if you show, give examples, concrete examples of your results, how was it before you entered the company and Mm -hmm. how was it when you left the company? Mm-hmm. If you are on sales, I mean, um, uh, what is the percentage of sales that you have mm-hmm. been able to increase? Mm-hmm. If you are in purchasing, uh, what are the costs that you have reduced because you start to negotiate with different providers? So mm-hmm. um, if you are um in HR or in finance, how much uh, fiscal uh, directions you have been made, able to make because mm-hmm. your uh, organi- organizational and uh, financial planning uh, is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So you can mm-hmm. always bring results yeah. and, uh, and results on things that the company, if, if you have those examples, results on uh, aspects that for the company are problems right now
0: mm-hmm. better like it's um, in that case it's you know really matching like ding, ding,
1: ding. exactly um, exactly um,
0: um talking about self self-doubt and this imposter syndrome i know personally and, and not only but for example in case of a woman that took two years off to take care of their child and they are now coming back to the mark you know to the to the market then they are going through interviews so I mean how do you see this like there's a gap in in you know in the curriculum how ca- how can women deal with this and not feeling that because they've been out of the market their value is less or how do you approach this I think it's maybe a little bit out of uh, <laughs>
1: No, no,
0: the no,
1: scope no. of what to... uh, it's really interesting. Well, I say uh, I would say it depends on the cultures because there are cultures that are more open to have uh, uh, a break on your professional career than other cultures. But assuming that we have like a, a normal or a median culture in terms of openness to that, uh, once I I heard the story, a very interesting story. Because the person was previously a manager and then took a break for maternity leave and then wanted to come back. And Mm -hmm. the question was exactly that. I mean, how can I explain that I'm away from the market for two years? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And the advice was, I mean, but you have been managing your house. You have been managing your family. You have been doing a lot even if it's not at the professional level. So at the professional, let's say corporate level. Mm-hmm. So it depends on the way you tell your story. Again, it's not mm-hmm. only about the, the corporate, but you, you, you can have examples of how organized you are, how influence you can have on your family members. So you can bring examples that are matching leadership skills, mm-hmm. even if you have done that right. It's so, so it's not
0: avoiding of... it's not avoiding the question because it's a fact. It's not exactly. trying to hide it, but make it as a, stating as a as a fact. Well, and also I I would say with a bit humor. I mean I developed a lot of skills in that you know two years or three years managing two young kids or. You know, and dealing with all of this, and having everything organized, and um, balancing everyone, all the routines. So we should be, you know, uh, talking about that without, you know, not. Don't be shy to 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 share how, the skills you develop as a mother,
1: and uh, have also the openness to share you as a complete human being. You know, because I mean, uh, sometimes, and that's. Uh, Point that was a point that I want also to to bring to our conversation here today is that um, especially after COVID uh, pandemic uh, nowadays when we are interviewing candidates sometimes we find people that emotionally are not so balanced mm-hmm. sometimes because they are quite focused on the job and the responsibilities sometimes because uh, they have not. Uh, well coped with some personal challenge in the past and they are dealing with it and so Mm -hmm. we a recruiter can understand if the person is showing or not emotional balance Mm -hmm. so when i look to uh, um, a mom that has uh, stopped and is able to integrate the professional and the personal I mean, mm-hmm. it's a, a complete human being, you know, and it's quite rich the experience. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I I can give you an example. A couple of months ago, for the first time in my life, I was doing an interview, and I had a vet, like a thirty year old woman with a baby, with a six months baby, um, and she told me in the beginning of the interview, "Look, I have a problem. I." Could not leave my baby with anyone today and i'm still on maternity leave so i'm doing the interview with him here mm-hmm. Uh, because i don't have any other solution on as my I
0: left. Have. yeah do you mind <laughs> yeah.
1: exactly so i thought am i going to do the interview uh am i going to reschedule the interview uh mm-hmm. she was a nurse and she was uh tired of uh, working in a hospital with the shifts and everything. And she was looking for a technical sales position in a medical company.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I thought, OK, I'm going to, to do the interview and let us see how it goes. Mm-hmm. And she's currently working in the company. Mm-hmm. And you know why? Because she showed flexibility, uh, focus, um. During the interview, it was a live example how she was answering my questions as a recruiter and she was giving small kisses at, at the baby and mm-hmm. she continued the focus uh, of the answer. So mm-hmm. um, this is really... Um,
0: That's it's... a good example and an amazing story that you shouldn't put aside the part of you uh, or try to hide it because you feel that will be in the disadvantage. It's how you turn the story, how you tell the story in a way that it's empowering and not um, undermining all the skills that you've developed or um, removing value from what you can have to that position or to that company.
1: Uh huh. Exactly. But please be attentive that the story should not take 30 minutes or so. No. when
0: when yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the 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 typical or the most feared the first uh question you know so tell me more about you exactly how, how much time we would you you know spend talking about yourself is there a magical numbers shall i take like one minute two minutes five minutes
1: uh well i i would say it depends on the profile of the recruiter but i would say one to three minutes not more than that and one, sometimes two one to three yeah and sometimes t- easily the candidate is speaking 10 to 15 minutes
0: so nope don't no no be concise uh, shall we prepare that that first um answer do you yes, recommend to yes, memorize? Yes, yes. i would not say memorize i i don't definitely don't you know recommend memorizing any speech at all but if there's anything to memorize, what would be in a in a in a job interview? In kind of answers, would you recommend to have it re- really well rehearsed and prepared?
1: I think you should rehearse the all the questions and all the possible answers because mm-hmm. a normal interview takes fifteen to half an hour, thirty minutes, and you want to cover everything. So mm-hmm. um, you don't have time to think at the best examples. In the moment of the interview. And uh, I mean, when you are prepared, you can speak in a way that it looks that you are thinking at the moment, but of course you are not and you have
0: everything prepared. So that's also a good thing in terms of behavior and posture and voice that you should be natural, like... Listening the question, you know, nodding and, you know, "Mm, yeah, I mean, and then answer, not go straight away. Yeah, this is my answer. And then, you know, it's just like a a very robotic way. So it's a natural conversation, but it's always good to have the messages that you want to get across and then answer the question, but also keep in mind that you have some messages that you want
1: to to say. um, Exactly the the best interview is the one that is a normal talk between two human beings it's not the one where the recruiter is there doing questions and the the candidate is only answering
0: yeah it's,
1: mm-hmm. a, it's a, a normal two way
0: yeah two ways conversation uh
1: okay, both
0: exactly. ways so you can ask questions you can be curious about the company and so on um so regarding the yeah common mistakes so let's see how to avoid you know the things that you shouldn't do any yes, advice yes 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 so, so um you have on all you have now nowadays we have online interviews and in person uh, uh-huh. uh, what what i don't know there's differences for sure um and is there any
1: mistakes um, in the interview that you should avoid uh-huh well so if we look to the online scenario, I would say that you need to have the scenario prepared. Mm-hmm. And I mean, uh, maybe you want to choose uh, a place uh, that where it's a good scenario. It's not like your kitchen or mm-hmm. uh, with a sink and with mm-hmm. the plate behind you. Uh, in fact, we have the filters, so you can choose a- a good filter and to have that on the scenario. Mm -hmm. Uh, When, nowadays, because we are doing a lot of things at the same time, and sometimes we are going to the office if we are in a hybrid regime and you have an interview on the day that you are going to the office Mm -hmm. and you go to the street, try to avoid that because, I mean, I've already done interviews with people on the street or on the rooftop, and with the wind and there is a noise and the technical conditions are not good. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you may want to try to uh, make sure that you have the technical conditions, let us say. Mm-hmm.
0: And to be you, heard, you know, good uh, voice conditions, you know, extract. having headphones, microphone, having in a quiet place, uh, the interview. Yeah.
1: Yes, all of that. And also make sure that um, an online interview it's an interview. So, I mean, uh, if you are a woman, uh, take care of your dress code, your makeup, your hair, just like if you it's a presentational interview. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: because all the details uh, matter, right? I mean, it's not because, oh, they will only see me like from this part uh, and <laughs> until the the top of the head that i will not take care of you know all the appearance and you know the background and the light and the microphone and so on so keep it professional
1: exactly exactly Mm -hmm. um i would say that other common mistakes that people usually do on interviews is for instance um imagine that you want to be honest and uh Uh, transparent and you tell a lot of details that are not even asked sometimes Mm -hmm. when people start to do a lot of details generally it's not good so Mm -hmm. too much
0: information
1: (laughs) exactly so it's better to keep with the information that you have been asked especially if
0: it's like excuses for something or ju- try to justify something in the curriculum that it's not in your maybe opinion is not so you know okay and then you go there so don't bring attention to things that you don't want to bring attention <laughs> Exactly.
1: Right? So if
0: they exactly. don't ask don't don't tell
1: <laughs> exactly and um, another common mistake is when candidates uh, are uh, active on the labor market and they are sending their CVs for a, a lot of different companies and they arrive to the interview and they say, mm, uh, I don't remember the head. Can you please explain me what is the position? What is the name of the company? God. And like this happens.
0: Th- this interview is over.
1: Exactly. <laughs> this it is are happens. you kidding? No, I'm not. <laughs> really. It is happening.
0: Guys, if you are listening to this, don't do this mistake. <laughs> like, this it's, is really like, basic, like, not knowing even the name of the company. But it can happen with, you send it, like, a lot of um, curriculums, a lot of CDs. But, uh, yeah, you should do, do your homework. So we go back to the preparation, preparation yeah. and preparation. So we also be able to to voice our, our value. Um, So we are now... Uh, Uh, almost by the end of the year, and 2023 will probably be a year of transition for many people. Um, Mm -hmm. If someone wants to do or are considering seriously to do a a career transition, what advice would you give us?
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, I would say that people should take into consideration that soft skills will continue to dominate. And so please show them on your CV and please show them on the interview phase. And you might want to take notes on the list of the most common used skills on the recruitment ads, like some examples, for instance, communication, organizational, Mm -hmm. teamwork, critical thinking, uh, creativity, collaboration, Mm -hmm. flexibility, adaptability, time management, Curiosity, continual learning, because nowadays mm-hmm. with all, you, all...
0: you must show and you must show that you are working on this or you are reading something about this or you are interested about these skills. So let me give you an example to this to this uh, client that I was helping prepare to this high level interview. I said, you are doing this program, and we are now almost finishing the program. So you are doing this program because you want to work on your public speaking skills because you are being asked to speak to larger audiences. So you are getting more responsibility at your current work. So I think you should mention that you are, you know, doing a communication program to help you speak in in larger audiences because that will give the impression that, oh, she's first prepared to speak to be a spokesperson in, you know, more challenging um, environments. And also she's aware that... She needs her voice to, you know, to convey the message um, properly. So this definitely can be in the curriculum. So you should not hide that you are, you know, working on your voice, your communication or whatever skills you mentioned, like emotional intelligence or uh, creativity. This is important to also bring examples how you are developing these skills, because let's be real. You will not probably work on all of them at the same time. But if you pick like next year, I will work on my emotional intelligence or I will work on my voice or I will work on, you know, um, time management, whatever it is, just it's better to choose one or two things that are important than try to be, I I have to develop so many things. Uh, I'm not good at any, all of them. Uh, it's, it's okay not to be good to all of them at the same time, right? But yes. if you keep going and if you keep developing some things that will definitely have to your profile.
1: Exactly. Right? Yes. Yeah so um other aspects that are important for the ones that are making career transitions next year is that um networking and connections should continue even if you leave the company because in the near future we never know what will happen uh, so it's always important to keep these uh, uh connections um, we will probably assist to uh, an increase of internal mobilities and internal promotion. So making transitions in career, it doesn't mean necessarily that you need to change your company mm-hmm. because you can evolve within your company. Mm-hmm. And if you want, for instance, if you want more flexibility, there is a trend of uh, increasing the short-term hirings, meaning... You are hired for a pro- uh, for a project for a challenge. This is increasing a lot,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, also um, the the hybrid regime because nowadays I think people don't want to come back to one hundred percent presential, or at least they want to have a
0: choice. Exactly. For what's best for them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you know that? uh another day. Uh, uh last week I was reading an article saying that. of employees uh, prefer the hybrid regime Mm -hmm. to the possibility of having 10% raise their salary.
0: So this is Mm -hmm. really... That's relevant. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So giving freedom, giving flexibility and asking for it as well. Mm -hmm. If it's important for you.
1: Yes. And uh, if you are negotiating, if you are making a career transition, if you are negotiating, don't feel afraid of uh, asking for PTO, which is called the uh, the extra time paid, you know, because currently mm-hmm. people are trying to balance better their personal and professional lives. And sometimes people mm-hmm. value having um more time for themselves. So mm-hmm. this is also a... can be
0: a perk of the package or the the exactly. the negotiation. So it's it's PTO, it's paid time, time of exactly, ah, and PTO, this is a trend. So it can be what what like negotiated va- vacation bonuses or some education uh, vouchers. What is exactly
1: what mm-hmm. is valued for the person I mean I, I I can value to have a PTO for uh, extra days of holidays because I want to travel a lot or mm-hmm. I want to have some PTO so uh, to for instance to study a bit more or mm-hmm. to study a different topic that okay. is not linked with the role that I have in the, in the company but it's linked to my personal interest
0: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you can negotiate that
1: yeah, exactly
0: amazing so Final question. Mm -hmm. Um, So how can we best communicate our value?
1: I think we can best communicate our value, communicating our capabilities and our skills, not only the technical ones and the hard ones, but mostly uh, with uh, the soft and the social skills. Do you know that uh, for some positions? The last phase of the recruitment is generally a lunch with a a member of the board. Mm -hmm. It's not an interview in a common set, but it's a lunch. So here you have, you can see the importance of uh, working your soft and social skills. Mm -hmm. Um, Be visible, you know, because you can communicate your value when you are visible in your company, in your um, market. In uh-huh. your area of specialization, being
0: uh-huh. visible. Uh, let me just make a remark here, which is sometimes I also read, and I know also because I work with many uh, clients which are you know uh, developing sometimes projects or volunteering for projects, and this happens especially to women, you volunteer for projects that doesn't bring you visibility. Uh-huh. And they are bringing visibility to someone else. And with men, of course, it happens. So when you do a great job, make sure it's it's visible. And if your manager is not giving you visibility, it's always it's sometimes a red flag. And I personally recommend that you address that. I mean, you 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 make the point and you can ask for, you know, have a conversation and Asking why my name is not on the project, or why I'm not being introduced to you know to these clients, or why are you? Because this happens a lot uh, with my clients, with mentees that I have. So sometimes you don't, you are not visible because someone else is taking the credits, and it's a very delicate situation where sometimes you have these differences in, in power and hierarchy, but still you are um you should, you know, get the recognition of uh, the work you do. So also be able to, to, to address that in a yeah. timely manner.
1: <laughs> yes, it's really important. And also uh, be honest and trustful because there is also another way uh, of communicating your value, which is through the, um I mean, Credibility, I think it's the word I was trying to find mm-hmm. uh it's It's also a way because there are some people that are more shy or don't feel so um uh, so Outgoing. easy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: exactly so I mean you by being trustful and by being honest and rigorous, you can also communicate your value. It's not only for the ones that are easy extroverts
0: uh, or taking all this you know the attention. Yeah, you should be honest and uh-huh. uh, assertive. I also like a lot of, you know, be assertive, which is the de- defending your rights and giving your opinion in a calm, uh, in a calm emotion. Also considering that the other person might have a different point of view, but being able to express it anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I brought the exactly and I brought the topic of honesty here. Because, uh, well, we all know that when we count our story, when uh, we tell our story in in the CV or in the interview, sometimes we put it in a nice way. One thing is doing that. Another thing is lying at the CV. And then you are recruited. And then you cannot present the results or you don't know how to do the tasks. And this already happened with a candidate. That I followed, and at the end of two weeks, the person was. Uh, a it's disease. a short-term investment. Exactly, yeah. exactly. One thing
0: is lying or trying to make up some things that are not true. The other thing is not communicating your true value, which is what we are talking about. So, if you have value, bring it to the table. Not try to add value where there is not. Exactly. Uh, this is a, that's the a huge difference. So Vanda, where can people find you? You help people in transition, uh, so people mm-hmm. hire you, um, and from what I know, they get pretty good results because uh, 100 people that you train find a job within 90 days. Is that correct? Yeah, your, your yes. statistics. So yeah, in three months they are. Uh, yes,
1: that's that's my that's my goal with everyone that I work with, uh, independently of the if the person wants to, it's junior or senior. Uh, it takes a hard time, it takes homework, it takes. It means that the person needs to be compromised and engaged with what we are doing. But yes, people can change and you don't have to take one or two years or going to uh, 50 interviews to change. You just need to prepare yourself and to point out, reach the target.
0: Adjust the, adjust the strategy, not changing yourself.
1: Exactly. So yeah.
0: where, where can you, we find you? You use mostly LinkedIn. Also, I know that you use uh, Instagram. but Yes, yes. Wh- exactly. What channel would you prefer to for people? I to would say
1: to? Instagram uh, because everyone goes on LinkedIn for professional <laughs> topics. I Exactly. And I like to be uh, uh, different. And on this case, I'm mostly focused on uh, Instagram, which is Banda Fernandes TV Entrevista. Yeah.
0: Yes. I will put that in the, in the comments, you know, in the description of this episode so people can reach you through LinkedIn and Instagram, preferably. Uh Vanda, thank you so much. It was really a pleasant, a pleasant conversation. I love to talk to you. Uh, Very insightful. I hope this conversation will bring many insights and confidence to people that are looking out there to a better place to work and to fulfill their dreams. And also thank you for your contribution and to be here. Thank you, Edith. Your voice matters.
1: Thank you, Inish. Thank you. Thank you very much. It has been a pleasure to be here today with you. Thank you for listening. Now I challenge
0: you to implement right away one tip or strategy coming from this episode. If you want to know more about how to voice your value and prepare to challenges ahead, Feel free to reach out and book a 30 minute free call to discuss your goals with me. I would love to hear from you. And finally, always remember, your voice matters.